Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media. I'm here to do a podcast with Thomas Rostack, who is the Division President for the Connected Secure Systems Division at Infineon. Hello, Thomas. Hey, good to see you. Thank you. Although it's a podcast, we can't really see each other. Oh, I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You uh, are leading one of the efforts on security. So one of the issues that I have that I've had for years is that people still have not completely bought into um, the notion that they have to secure their systems. They're doing it because they're being told they have to do it. And, and there's a lot of, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, I can bolt it on later. And we both know that that's wrong. Why, is, why are we still facing that attitude today? So what I would uh, like to say is I'm in security now for 20 plus years and I have seen a development. So I would say that a lot of companies in the meantime for various reasons have increased the level of security that they have in their products. (coughs) But you're right, especially for new companies that are trying to sell new products, it's not something that is necessarily on the forefront. But we have seen quite a journey on this. So when I started, um, for example, in a standard, so standardization of, of connectivity or other things, security more or less came at the end. Um, mm-hmm. after all the functionality was done. Which is, which is the absolute wrong way to do it. It is, absolutely. Um, and I have a nice example for that, which kind of illustrates this. <coughs> if I want to do a cake, I have to think about the flavor of the cake before I start to do the cake, because if I'm done, it's difficult to change the flavor. And that's similar with security. You have to have um, security, you have to think about security from the beginning because you need to know against what you'd want to protect and with which means you have it and they are embedded in your product. I thought I had heard every analogy and I've never heard that one before. And that's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> okay, good. So back to the, for uh, talking about standardization, right? So in the meantime, it is, uh, it is a core part of it um, to, to um, make sure that products are secured and that the standards include the necessary security protocols and and things like that. Let me give you a recent example. Um, The Connected uh, Standard Alliance, the CSA, which has also the so-called META standard inside. Mm -hmm. META is about the smart home definition. They feature a product security working group. And this product security working group is defining for Meta, but also for other things inside of the CSA, what kind of security level is needed, what kind of countermeasure it is. Infineon is traditionally very much involved in that. We are in security for 30 years. And uh, by coincidence, we also chair this product security working group because this is something which is really close to our heart. We want to to drive the things forward. So I would say we have seen improvements but there's still quite a lot to do. Is the matter standard continually chasing the security issues? They seem to be slightly behind and always trying to play catch up. Um, is that fair? I would, I would say the following. Security is always um, something where you have a race because the ability of the, the attackers is changing over time. And this is a challenge for every design that you do and for every standard that you do. And I, if I may, I have another analogy uh, <laughs> to this. <coughs> if I design a brake for a car, for example, I'm 
I'm fighting, if you will, against the physics. And the physics today and the physics in 10 years from now are the same. The physics, so the capabilities of the, uh, of the attackers in security will be very different in 10 years from now. That's why we also have to jointly anticipate <coughs> um, what kind of, what kind of uh, threats we have to protect against. I would say in the product security working group of CSA, to pick on this example, there's a lot of companies in there that, that bring in their know-how and their, uh, the also their view on what's, what's going to happen. So while security has always a little bit of a reactive um, uh, uh, component, the standard is trying to get ahead of it. right? And the same we are doing in our products, because our products um, are in the in the field for ten years, right? So we have to make sure that that they are kind of protected against these kind of attacks. Does artificial intelligence add a whole new level of um, how do I protect myself? In that you just say AI machine hack ha hack the system, and it'll just keep going, going, going until it actually hacks the system. For me, AI is. <coughs> is a feature to a product or to a, uh, it's a capability. And you can use it either way. Um, you can use, like, like other things, you can use it to, for example, to create new attacks. So yes, it is a threat um, to, uh, to an ecosystem or to a product. But on the other hand, you can also use AI as a defense mechanism. Right, and and this this is kind of what we um, what we have to have to look at as well. As long and as your AI is better than the bad guys' AI, it's as long as I do understand where the threats are coming from and try to predict this. Right, we have a similar situation with quantum computers, for example. Um, you might be aware that <coughs> if quantum computers uh, are up and running, they have the possibility to uh, easier attack certain cryptographic algorithms, so the, the asymmetric cryptographic algorithms. <coughs> That's why the world is working today on what we call the post-quantum um, algorithms, right, to make sure that even uh, the quantum computers are available, we still have a protection uh, possibility there. And that should be it should be done soon, so we have, we have uh, but again, it's, it's always a race. Um, so security, there's no absolute security and there's no absolute security, uh, let's say, for the future. So we have to always see how we, uh, how we run that. And this also comes back then to the, to the products. Not every product needs the same level of security, right? So for if I look into a smart home, I would say that my smoke detector perhaps needs a different level of security than my core gateway. Right, which is the basically the entrance point in into my house. So this we also have to look at. But isn't that where we run into problems, like the the baby monitor issue? If if you can get in through your smoke detector and you're in, once once you're in, you're in. It depends a bit what what kind of capabilities the smoke detector offer, offers to kind of get into. That. The more the more powerful the devices, the so more com compute power it has. Obviously, you have more possibilities to kind of uh, kind of attack. But I think coming back to your original question on why are we where we are and what do we do about it. So what I see in the last few years actually is a stronger view of governments to kind of look at security and make sure that security is existing. 
which is an indication for your original question that it's not coming by itself, mm -hmm. at least not in the broad scale it is necessary, right? And you see this in, um, in different uh, regions. So uh, Germany has put out um, a, a label for, um, they started with, uh, with routers. Singapore is very active on that. They have a label and I recently read that about 144 certificates already have done. There's something in Finland and recently in July, the US with a, let's say on a very high level in a White House event, um, kind of introduced the US cyber trust mark, right? So we've been invited to this because we have been a, a strong opponent. And what I, what I like uh, what I like in this approach is that the base for the U.S. cyber trust mark will be the, um, the, the requirements of this product, working, uh, product security working group of the CSA that I mentioned before. So it's a good, also a good view on collaboration between what the industry needs uh, and has a requirements and what the government sees then as their, um, their requirements. So to that last point, if, if I want to develop a product that's going to ship into seven different countries, do I have to support seven different standards? That's a very, very good question. And that's one thing where I also personally am <laughs> getting involved right now because we, have, we are talking to all these organizations and we have raised the point to them because uh, and, and uh, they understand the... the them being who? The governments. So <coughs> the governments. So they understand the, the point um, and they now, let's say, their first discussions, and we see recognition agreements today already. There's a recognition agreement between Singapore, Germany, and Finland, right? Um, so you see that this can work. It obviously depends a bit on what kind of requirements do you have in the different uh, different regions and our countries. Um, but I think this is you're absolutely right. This is where we have to to head for because otherwise it will not work. Um, uh, it will not be efficient for the companies to do this. And the thing we have to look at is that we don't have a, uh, let's we have comparable security standards, right? That's why I, I like the idea um, of the US government to kind of base it on, on a standard that was driven by the industry, right? So it sounds like we're never going to have one standard. Um, I would say we have for different- At least not in my lifetime. <laughs> We have actually we have standards already today um, that are that are uh, not based on government requirements so much, right? So, for example, we have a standard in the PC industry that was defined by the Trusted Trusted Computing Group, mm -hmm. right? Um, basically saying, okay, how do I protect, for example, my BitLocker key in a in a uh, in a PC? We have the CSA that I just mentioned. So, for the smart home, that basically defines. Um, uh, not regionally, that's a global standard, so that defines how it's going to uh, work uh, there. Um, so we have uh, other certification schemes like PSA, for example, um, and, and so with that, that's mainly used for microcontrollers, for example. So we have standards there because the industry is interested to have something that is widely used and comparable. Right? Um, if it comes to the government, um, in initiated labels, um, you're right, here we have to really work jointly um, that we have a, a common standard and we don't have a scattered, scattered environment with scattered um, uh, uh, requirements.
Okay, I know I said the last question was the last question, but I thought of another one. <laughs> we educate the community that uh, they will get hacked and they should be using, they, they should think that way when they're designing, that they will be hacked and they need to design such that they mitigate the damage when that does happen. Is that fair? Is that, a, is, is that the right way to educate the community that they're going to get hacked at some point they, they, and they need to be ready for it? I think that's a wise um, uh, approach to take um, because there's nothing like absolute security. So that's the first thing. Still, I would also say that we, that we should not give up in trying to, uh, to have the right countermeasures for, for these kind of, uh, for, the, for the attacks that are there. And we can be super successful by increasing levels. So I'll give you a, a simple example. Um, when we moved from Mac, on uh, credit cards, when we moved from Mac Stripe to Chip, right, we already um, decreased the risk um, because the attacks to chip are way more complicated and expensive, right, than, than with Max mm -hmm. Drive. But they are sometimes super easy things. So, for example, uh, when it was mandated that the pin for a router can't be four times zero, but every router has its own, I don't know, 16, mm -hmm. 16 digit password, we eliminated a lot of um, attacks because a lot of people didn't just change the password right. the, the five times here. So sometimes it's easy things that we that we can do and with this still get a get a, to a higher level. And sometimes we have to be more so sophisticated depending on the application. Very good. Thank you, Thomas. You're more than welcome. Thank you. <laughs>